settings are set. Welcome to Hashtag All Podcasts Matter presents Movies You Already Seen It Before, an app pursuit of movies we either love, hated, or generally forgot about. This one is love, 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 love. Um, it's was what's like, well, it wasn't a really big anniversary. It's just like somebody was like, hey, let's play the fifth element at New Parkway Theater in Oakland. And we was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Well, Luke Besson doesn't have a new, he does have a new film coming out this summer, Valerian. Yeah. So I think it's probably in preparation for that. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, look at this old movie he did. Mm-hmm. Now he has a new movie coming out, which looks a lot like it. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And yeah, that's fine. It just it, it just has a bigger budget. Yeah. But uh, one of the OG space operas, um, Fifth Element. So we saw it, and it was crazy because I watch the movie every other year. I, and you haven't seen it since you were been an adult, and I was upset with you. <laughs> oh, I didn't notice. <laughs> not, not at all and then like we were in the theater and like there was plenty of motherfuckers that had not seen this movie before and i was like do you wipe your own ass i'm like how do you i was i guess i was just a little surprised that i guess like a lot of people aren't maybe like as into film culture as we are mm-hmm. but yeah I've, but like they came to it though like i know, I know that's why i'm surprised <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, like wait wait what it was full the fucking theater was full with people and like I'd say like one third of the people did have not seen that movie before and you can tell by how they were laughing at jokes that weren't funny. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do it. So this is It opens with a, a space scroll. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, movie. All right, I see you. <laughs> I see you, Luke Benson. Uh and oh, one of my favorite parts is not even a movie, it's seeing that uh Jean Paul Gaultier did the fucking set uh the uh the the costumes and um, I was like, You damn right he did. I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> you damn right he did. I was like, this makes so much goddamn sense. No, it look it looks amazing. It looks uh weird and futuristic, uh-huh. which is exactly what it should be. Exactly. You got uh my favorite outfit is Kerbin's uh tank top nigga <laughs> the background shit. I was like, Jean Paul gonna Jean Paul. Oh, it's like it's like a midriff vest jacket and it has pouches and all it was over rubber it. and shit like that oh, it's, and he, then he had on like army pants and combat boots and shit like that i was like you know what fuck it yeah i'm like well it seems like a future action hero would wear this okay mm-hmm. and lily's bandages for the first half of the movie was awesome so it's, uh orange, we open up on she had orange hair and she and corbin had on the orange shirt i see what you did there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so we opened up on egypt in 1914 yeah um or 18 19. 19, okay. Yeah, because when we said, are you the Germans? You know, she's like that. Oh, yeah, and he had the pistol. The first pistol. The first, <laughs> um, the first pistol ever. <laughs> yes, that pistol that is automatic, too. He let that, she let off, he let shots ring. And so we get um, a white professor. Uh, we get Luke Perry for some reason. I'm like, Luke, this was Luke Perry at peak Luke Perry, and he was in the movie for five minutes. No, no, Luke was smart. He's like, listen, I need some of that to an audience to come see this. <laughs> I just I just need you in this movie for five minutes. Exactly. Just, just five minutes. That's it. And so we see a guy uh, about to give up the ghost and discover everything because they found a pyramid and the shit was on the pyramid, like right there. All you had to do was walk in and you see the whole thing. But somehow it was a secret. <laughs> but he apparently he was able to decipher a secret. It is one of my favorite Hollywood tropes of like a dude who is trying to get famous. Of what he clearly sees is about to unleash the ultimate evil. <laughs> hey, you know what? No, he was respected. He believed what was happening. He was like, no, no, no. You know what? He wasn't going. He wasn't going to go any further. Like he wasn't going to uh, Tom Cruise and, and and resurrect the mummy. He was like, 
I believe everything that's happening right now. <laughs> like all this shit, fifth villain, it was like 500 years. All right, we're cool. But yeah, I'm not doing any of this shit like that. And then Luke Perry's just like being hot in fucking Egypt and shit like that. And then we actually had brown people in this movie, which was dope. It was. And I, I just wanted to point out that I thought Luke Perry looked a lot like Jaden Smith. Mm-hmm. Kind of a culture vulture. He calls, this motherfucker just called an old white dude a culture vulture because a young black kid looks like him. I know Jaden wasn't alive in 95, but still. And you saying he stole his style? He did. Why? He did. All right. And so, like, a priest comes in and he sees that dude discovering, you know, like the end of the world, maybe. And he's like, "I have to murder this guy." He he has he has to murder him. Yes, he he's to- like, no, no, no. you know, because telling the world that this ultimate evil might come one day. That's too hard, like, because being prepared for ultimate evil, like, wow, could you imagine if 300 years later, no. they would have knew this shit was coming, they'd be like, oh, no, 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 Mono Chima, let's go, everything like that, they wouldn't even, be, it wouldn't have been a movie. Because, no, the, pre- the priest was right, he's like, listen, he's like, listen, let's just handle this in secret, mm-hmm. the world's gonna panic and freak out. There's a lot of movies about that, mm-hmm. that everybody will panic if we know what's coming. Yeah. Let's just keep it a secret. I don't think that. It's somebody should let them know. Like, it, uh, no, it, also, I think he wanted to get famous. Yeah. It's like, this wouldn't even been a movie if they'd have said, you know what? Maybe people should know about this shit. But anyway, um, and so he's about to lay the murder down, and <laughs> he totally fucks himself up because, like, he's trying to poison him with water. And he's like, oh, let's toast your fame. He's like, you can't have a toast with goddamn water. What the fuck? And so they try to get the champagne out. And then um, the Kumbas from uh, Mar- Super Mario Bros. The Super Mario Brothers live action movie. Live not, action not, movie. not the game. Not the game. They come in like they're evolved above. I guess there might be human, but they're evolved above, above above bodies and boobs. I guess. I think what they, what I got from watching this for the first time in my adult life, mm-hmm. is that there's people inside the suits. Correct. Okay, but their heads are small. Uh, yeah, but they're giant. They're super giant suits, so the heads aren't actually in the head. Maybe mm-hmm. they see out the nipples and the chest. But it breathes. Uh yeah we still got I'm sorry we still got to breathe sorry I had to make your whole theory <laughs> <laughs> and you're trying hard he was like shut up <laughs> okay like, okay I didn't put that much thought into it right. and so they they said evil's coming in like 300 years so let's just take the stones off Earth because they're not safe anymore because yeah something happened and then there was like these guys are like they're supposed to be evolved and they can make shit float and they can make people faint with their minds I guess and Luke Perry I'm lost. Uh, Luke Perry, yeah, he's doing some cool charcoal drawings with mm-hmm. him because he's horrified. But he's like, "Listen, I'm I'm pretty stressed, but also I use art to escape reality mm-hmm. and relieve stress." So he did uh, the 1914 version of taking his pulling out your phone and recording a fight, <laughs> which is <laughs> you got to draw the fight. <laughs> this is this is what happened in charcoal. And so um, they take the thing and like there's a slow moving, which cracks me up. So the guy he gets trapped back there, and there's no like remains of him. When they open up the temple for the first time since it's been open, I don't think they would look for him. But I'm just saying, like when they get to the temple there's at the end of the movie, there's like, kind of a, there's kind of a time crunch. There's no time, there's no time to look for remains <laughs> of humans. I'm just saying he would have been right there, right? Like the temple wasn't big; it was one room. What? No, the robot. You mean the robot? Yeah, the robot. Uh, the carcass wasn't in there. Oh, well, he went back to the home planet spiritually. All right, whatever. <laughs> and so. Um, Loose Perry lets loose with the with the first pistol ever. Yes, and then like this pyramid is also uh, a mousetrap esque mm-hmm. esque uh, pyramid, and the robot gets trapped in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't quite sure what the key actually does because like he like he's like all right priest, 
tell the story for th- 300 years to the priest of the future. I'm trapped in here forever. And he sticks out his finger and gives him the key. Mm-hmm. Well, the key opens the door. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, and so... Well, of course, keys open doors. Yeah. And so they said the evil's going to come in 300 years. So way more than 300 years later... <laughs> 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 they were like 2035 yeah it's like so math's not a real thing it's 2263 now yeah i'm like hey everybody gets their numbers mixed up maybe these aliens weren't the best at math he was just like in 300 years he was like you want me to say the whole number out you want me to say the whole number out all right then shut the fuck up all right <laughs> shit pi is 1.3 3.14 i'm not going into 20 digits because we're only going to use the 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 the, the, the hundreds place math and so we we get to the black president where the world's about to be destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> and Debo, Debo's a pretty good space president. Mm-hmm. He's pretty, he's pretty, he's stoic. And I think clearly Luke Besson, Luke Besson is a fan of Friday. Mm-hmm, of course. Like he just saw that and he's like, listen, I need two people for this movie. I need Tiny Lister and Chris Tucker. Mm-hmm. Cube was supposed to be uh, Corbin Dallas, but he was like, nah, I only do Cube vision projects. It's like I'm busy being uh, fighting ghosts on Mars, so I'll, I can't do it. He's like I'm in I'm, I'm in a different part of space, and so um, <laughs> so, uh, so we get um, now the the evils came in in a form of a a moon. It's a an oxygen moon, and they're scrambling to see what's going on, and so they try to send probes, and the probes take it, and then they, they was like, you know what? Let's blow it up, all right. And then the priest is like, "Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! All right, I'm like, I'm gonna let you know what it is. This thing is pure evil. It's gonna destroy life." And they was like, "Oh, that's even more reason to blow it up." And he was like, "No, no, no! <laughs> Goddamn it! God, God damn it!" And so they blow it up, and then Stutter did not like the spaceship. They tried to blow it up, then they tried to blow it up again, and he was like, "Hey, I need to get the fuck out of here." And no one was like, "You know what? He's tripping, but we should kind of get the fuck out of here." So they just died because, you know, I think he space said, death. I think he started bleeding from the head mm-hmm. and he panicked. Or no, no, evil took a hold of him. So, yes. so the, the captain of said ship couldn't couldn't escape his grip. But the nigga that actually, captains don't drive ships. <laughs> oh No, he had to give the order, though. Yeah, no, fuck that. I'd have turned around. I was like, you can court-martial me later, motherfucker. I'm not going to die by a big-ass ball well, that the, has a skull that shoots out. Well, the president did say he could leave. Yeah. And, and then Corbin Dallas like wakes up like Tupac at the end of the California Live video. <laughs> and he calls and says, this is a mad-ass dream. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, come to a party at my house. It's gonna be just like the first song, but the beat's gonna be slightly different. Mm-hmm. Don't don't worry about it. So he wakes up and uh, the soundtrack. Is just, dun, 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 dun. I, I swear to God, like you said, like Prince was supposed to be the real original Ruby Rod, and I was like, but he did that soundtrack though. <laughs> no, this soundtrack is pretty slapping. Like, there's mm-hmm. there's a hard bassline in it, and it's pretty it's pretty fun. Corbin trying to get us all to quit smoking four <laughs> days ago. <laughs> There's a lot of like subtle stuff in this movie, and, mm-hmm. that's, and that's one of them. He loves cats more than people. Uh, and then Fingers calls him, which people think that might be Vin Diesel, but it's uncredited. I don't think it's Vin Diesel, though. That's what it says on the on the MDIB. No, that, he's uncredited. That, that part's uncredited. So somebody making that shit up. But um, I assume Luke Besson doesn't like his mom. Because oh. he, he gets a lot of calls from his mom. And he's probably like, Mom, listen, you're not, he's like, you're not successful, Luke. You've only directed 17 successful Hollywood blockbusters. But if you listen to me, you would have directed 20. <laughs> um, his mom sounded hella Jewish. <laughs> Corbin, you son of a bitch. <laughs> no, she, no, she yelled at him a lot. Yeah. 
So Corbin's a crab. We get up. Corbin's a cab driver, and he has like four points on his license. So I guess he's a terrible driver, even though he's like one of the best spider pilots in the universe. Um, I guess <laughs> maybe he, he doesn't use his turn signal. Maybe he takes a lot of risks because mm-hmm. you know he's bored with his life, and he's trying to get home to his cat. So that happens, and we go out for the thing, and then we see that they try the Montechivans come to drop off some fucking things, the stones that they took. In the first place, they had to bring it back. That's gas mileage you didn't really need to do. And so <laughs> they're on their way there. And then some, I guess there's like a space bridge that they couldn't tell without getting a ticket. So they had to wait till it turns on and they come. And then like some, the Mongoloids, whatever they're called. Mong. Yeah, I'll, I'll just say Mongoloids. The That's warrior right. race. <laughs> like they come and blow up a ship with and the ship crashes and then they salvage ship they said you know we found a hand that's we, cool we could probably sign something out of this with some yeah, science oh, or science man and that future kind of looks like i'm like what i guess so god's not real anymore no in the future you just put stuff in the tube and then you scan it and then stuff goes from there and there's some really 90s graphics and there's some some wireframe mm-hmm. when you put wireframe on anything then anything is possible in, in a movie right um, then they try to explain it to us, like whatever, dude. It's, it's the future. We get it. Just, just say computers. <laughs> He's like, just bang on the computer like Mickey Rourke did in fucking Iron Man Two. And we get uh, Lilu Dallas boobs. Lilu uh, Mila Jovovich is the queen of waking up gasping for breath naked. Yeah, she, she does what she does. All right, play your role. She's she's got that unlocked. Resident Evil. This just. So I don't care. She can do it whenever she wants. It's fine. And she, like they gave her thermal bandages, which the coolest fit ever. What? I'm surprised more people don't cosplay like that. I've, nope. I've seen two or three. And so, um, hey, that's a, asshole Colonel was like, "Hey, Jean Paul Gaultier at his finest." Who? Oh, oh the the, the, band the cost, costume yeah, designer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that is dope. Um, so like. Asshole Colonel was like, hey, you better learn some fucking English. He was like, this is America you're in, and you better speak American. And she was like, no. She kind of growled at like a, I was like, did she growl like a fucking animal? No, she did. He There is like a tiger sound under there, mm-hmm. which I thought was weird in Lucy, but now I notice that he's been just been doing it for 20 years. Sometimes you go, you know, she got that tiger in her. And then she jumps through a whole wall that was not a wall at all. <laughs> Like, we, we don't use sheet rock in the future. We not using sheet rock. We don't use insulation. Just foil everything. Oh, Fine. Oh, that's also commentary. Foil is good for everything. Because hey. you see, Luke Besson is clearly a fan of black people. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of black people in this movie. There's which is, hella people of color in this movie. Which is commentary in itself, just to say that black people and people of color exist in the future. Yeah, Both. because there's been what seven Star Wars movies mm-hmm. and seven black people in it. <laughs> no, this movie has more people of color than than all the Star Wars movies. It's combined times yes. two. <laughs> this movie is hella black. Um, and so, so, then we gotta, so what he learned is that foil is great for everything. Mm-hmm. Take home, take home plates, leftovers, whatever. Mexican food. Yep. And so we get a chase scene of with the other Kumbas, the police squad that that are the, in the bulky suits. Ever I guess crime isn't real anymore because <laughs> those shit are not tactical at all. Uh, I think Jean Paul Gaultier also did the designs for Judge Dredd, mm-hmm. so you can kind of see that the same design a little bit. Um, and so immediately no one tells the police not to kill this person. And it was like, no, 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 no. This is the savior of our universe, but no one could like relate to the police to that. So the police are, you know, chasing this person. Like it's a fugitive. There's like, no, 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 the fugitive. We need this person. We just need her captured and shit like that. And so Lilu's like not listening to, she's like, fuck the police. And so she's walking on the tightrope 
And dude says, we're going to need a firing unit. And I'm like, what other unit do you guys have? Everything's in space, in the sky, and shit like that. Yeah, there are there are no other other units. Yeah, so that, I guess. He was like, bring out the, the, the canine puppies? I don't know if it's like... And so Lilu did a, I don't know if she like has Captain America vision to where she can perfectly time something, but she swan dies off. A, but uh, she's genetically altered alien. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she she can kick ass, I guess. Like She has super strength and super durability. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess it's believable that she jumps off a building and lands on top of a taxi and can time it well. She timed it perfectly. She landed in the back seat. <laughs> she was like, no, don't want to land in the front seat. That might be weird. She's like, oh, shit, it's Dallas. Corbin's taxi. And Corbin is the ultimate, I don't give a fuck about anything because he was like, he gets an accident and the police are like, hey, we need that person in there because it's totally justified if Corbin would have just let her go. He was like, this is weird as fuck. I'm not getting into this. But Corbin's also like, fuck the police. That's the best social commentary in this thing. <laughs> fuck the police. <laughs> and so he like takes a, on a whirlwind adventure through Space McDonald's. Well, <laughs> I can see why. He's he's kind of on the fence. He's like, mm-hmm. I only got one point left on my license. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the other hand, I'm newly single. Exactly. And, and my, you're Mila Jovovich. He's <laughs> like, so yeah, let's go. Let's why not? Let's go on a wacky adventure. Mm-hmm. I think Vin Diesel got a lot of his game from Bruce Willis. Mm hmm. Because his, uh, his squint, grab the wheel, look left and right, eye game is on point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of Vin Diesel's back. Um, there was a lot of product placement in this, but they were subtle. McDonald's will be in the future. <laughs> oh, make, make, the cops are at McDonald's? Mm-hmm. And had they- a golden meal? And I'm surprised they never had golden meals, like, yet. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, that sounds fantastic. Why don't they just use that? He's <laughs> like... Come on. Or you can just do it for a one-time thing of an anniversary. Throw out some golden meals, you know, and shit like that. Like, fuck the McRib, though. No, movie movie tie-ins when I was little used to sell me on McDonald's shit. I still have one of those Batman Forever mugs in my, in my, cab- in my cabinet right now. Swag. Swag. Um, so then we get... The police dumped on him, and then Corbin, <laughs> like... <laughs> Corbin used the hide-behind-something thing, and cops are like, we really want to look. So I actually want to see... Uh, another part, another movie I want to see is what happened to Earth. Because they have to live up in the city like the Jetsons and shit like that? Uh, Maybe it's just overpopulation. Because this feature doesn't look terrible exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, we do know that Bruce Willis lives in the hood. Because mm-hmm. they say he lives on like 500 block. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he almost gets robbed by a base head. Oh. oh. <laughs> Drugs are still a thing. <laughs> that motherfucker's tweaking like a motherfucker. You like it? <laughs> and that wasn't the first time it happened because he has a surplus of guns. Oh yeah, he he, 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 he fucked with the thing. He the hat was just a new touch. He was he was impressed. He was like, "Hey, respect there." And he had to been standing there forever. <laughs> he's like, "I know this is gonna work. I hope he's home." <laughs> um, where are we? Uh, so after the car chase, uh, Lilu or Corbin basically checks to see if Lilu's okay, mm-hmm. and he she says something about taking me to a priest and passes out. Priest Vito Cornelius. And so, like, he kicks, he knocks on the door and he's like, I need a priest. And he's like, Weddings are downstairs. And he kicks in that motherfucker's door. <laughs> not for me, never her. And so she was saying something about that. She had a strange tattoo on her arm. He was like, What? It's, 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 it's. <laughs> There's a lot of stuttering in this movie. He's like, It's the thing, the thing that I've been hearing about for 400 years. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. The prophecy has finally come to fruition. Mm-hmm. And she got nice boobs, like little bitty A cups. <laughs> Um, I love Mila Jovovich all the time, but they heavy on the white chick is perfect, perfection shit. <laughs> like that. I'm like, oh, that he uh, 
what's his name? Luke Besson married her after this movie. Okay. He's so like um, the long con. This this scene requires you to to get naked again. <laughs> this is no, it's 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 for the story. Trust yeah. me. I'm gonna show you how uh, Bruce Willis is gonna kiss you in this scene. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Bruce, look at me, how I kiss her. <laughs> She's like, why is your finger in her butt? <laughs> He's but, like, it's, 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 shut up. No, but Bruce does kiss her while she's knocked out in the scene, mm-hmm. and then she pulls a gun on him. Yeah. Which, which is which is the so appropriate, more company, which yeah. is the appropriate response. Yes. Don't do not do that. Yes. If she can't, she can't talk, she can't consent. All right? Get your shit together. So, um. Plot, 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 exposition. Ecto, ecto gamut. And then he goes, right? And he's like, uh, he's like, all right, I guess uh, you can just leave her here. Everything's cool. Bruce, you can just get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're the priests, and we know this future plot that's happening. And so that's cool and everything like that. And so he goes back, and Fingers is yelling at him again because it might be Vin Diesel. And he was like, hey, I blew you off because this hot chick broke my whole damn cap. Um, we get far a little bit, and... The plots unfold. Well, now we have to get to a place called Dot Flust in Paradise, and the the government knows about it. Fucking, that is a great that's a great name, Flust in Paradise. Oh yeah, dub name for an album mixtape. Somebody use it. Why you dick? Okay, sorry, <laughs> I edited it out. <laughs> Flossing in Paradise is really dope. <laughs> um, uh, we meet. The oh, Lilo says chicken. And that was awesome. It is pretty great. Mm-hmm. That's that's some good future technology. You just put some like peppercorns mm-hmm. in the microwave for one second, and then it becomes a, a whole ass roasted chicken. Yeah, roasted like a motherfucker. That shit look juicy. <laughs> and so now it's like now we need to get the flaws in paradise, but there's a big ass charity event happening and shit like that, and the diva and whatnot. And so they read the conversation so Bruce Willis can go. And then we get another wacky ass scene where everybody knows that Bruce Willis won a competition, but him because he don't fuck the radio. He's tired of all the junk they play all the damn time. It's always the same song over and over again, and he doesn't like Lil Uzi Vert. I know, and he's like, man, Little Uzi Vert is killing hip hop, but he's still hip hop. <laughs> I mean, he's I don't, still hip hop, right? I don't, I don't like him, but he's still hip hop, whether you like it or not. Like, exactly. He's like, you can't make that argument. Twenty years from now, you know, it's going to be twenty years from now. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it, he's like, man, they've been saying uh, hip hop has been dead since 2017, but here in 2263, they're saying the same thing. My only like, we always look for racism because you know we're race baiters. <laughs> hey, we're just we're just snowflakes. Yeah, and so like my only critique about the racism in this movie is like the way they did Asian people. <laughs> like uh, they had Asian guy number one that's in every movie being Asian, like driving a fucking uh, flying boat and <laughs> singing like Chinese hymns and shit like that. Oh yeah, that was pretty racist. That was nineties racist. Yeah. It's not just racism. It's a different thing. And then the the the, the general that was with uh, that tried to give like big ass uh, what's her name from Star Wars, uh, Layla, big ass Layla buns in her fucking hair. I think that was a shout out. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, we meet the villain of the film, Gary Oldman, who's pretty dope in this. Who's Gary Oldman? Fucking, fucking act. Super criminally underrated. Criminally as underrated. One of the greatest villain actors out there. Yeah, like, were we talking after the show, we were like, man, we were talking about Book of Eli because the dude, uh, like, we met a dude who never saw Book of Eli, and I was like, bro, it's 
it's Gary Oldman, great acting ass, and Denzel Washington, great acting ass, acting at each other. They had an act off. They were like, and then my line here, and he was like, no, no, my line right now. And it was like, oh shit, it was like a battle. It was like, it was like shit. It was like Frieza versus uh, Goku. I know. I was surprised they were able to even capture that on film. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Like I, I'm pretty sure they ran through like hella cameras because the acting that was <laughs> when they acted together on screen, like shit blew up. It's like, oh my shit, we're gonna we're gonna. Uh, they 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 created a, t- a terror in space. We're living in an alter reality now. Mm-hmm. I like how they try they try to do shit with the future hairstyles in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like it's just weird as fuck. Just shave half of your head and put a plastic half on one top. Mm-hmm. Just whatever. I don't that know. Wasn't the weirdest one. I don't know what the fuck that is, but it's the future. It's shit. Remember, fucking uh, tr- uh, Chris Tucker had the uh, the Kodak black song. <laughs> <laughs> so, his his lace front was black. His, his I mean his lace front was popping. He's like, I-, I want you to go for future unicorn. <laughs> all right he's like don't worry somebody years from now is going to steer this hairdo all right and you're going to be perfectly fine <laughs> and style of dress <laughs> um if you if you actually take ruby red and split him in a two you'd have kodak black and a little easy vert <laughs> <laughs> um so uh ruby rod is probably one of the dopest parts of this movie right yeah if, if not the let's get there um so we see Otto wash, and then Lee Lou Dallas gets naked again, and well, Lee gets naked again, and so like there's a lot of nakedness in this for PG thirteen. Eh, <laughs> not that it, it was old PG thirteen. Yeah. You know oh, yeah. when two boob shots was perfectly fine being PG thirteen. You know that's why it says parental guidance. Oh yeah, times times have changed. Um, so we get to the airport scene. Yeah, yeah. So I like how like basically this movie like a lot of plot converges at, at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh. Zorg, Gary Oldman thinks that the stones are uh, in Floss in Paradise. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his name? Corbin Dallas thinks that is being hired on a mission by the government to get mm-hmm. the stones back to save the world. Mm-hmm. And the priest also wants him to go to get the tickets, blah, 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 blah. Everybody's going after the stones in Floss in Paradise. Same exactly. time. And there's only one way to get there, even though like they have planes into the government. <laughs> Seems a bit overwhelming. I'm like, you are the government, right? He is the president of the world. Pretty sure he has some kind of pool. Is it that? Is it that the exclusive where they can tell the president no? It's a gangster. Or no, the diva is the diva. And so we get the airport scene of where Air- TSA is terrible because they had a guy come say he's Corbin Dallas and then they were about to let him on a plane. Then they had another guy say he's Corbin Dallas. And I'm like, hey, TSA, come on. What the fuck is going on? Right. And then Lilo Dallas multipass, you know, the hits. <laughs> One of the classic scenes. Mm hmm. Then we had another fucking the aliens uh, with the hot ball chick. <laughs> I th- I think Jim Hansen's workshop must have been involved in this movie because the the puppets are dope on those guys. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and so uh, um, that happens and they they hide in the trash and jump shit off, and then um, there was like a lot of black British people in here. Yeah, there were, and he had a hell ass speaking role before he got blown up. <laughs> And He's, then we get introduced had, to Ruby Rod. He had a Vegeta ass hairline too. She was whack. <laughs> Ruby Rod. Um, they actually had to play Chris Tucker extra to wear dresses and shit like that. But he was like, "Hey, hey, hey, hey. I'm not wearing a dress, but I can easily be bought for some more money." Well, the, I like how the influence for Ruby Rod was uh, Prince mm-hmm. and Lenny Kravitz. Although I don't really see much Lenny Kravitz. Does he wear a lot of fishnet or something? Maybe I just don't remember Lenny Kravitz. He he didn't do. I don't know. I can see the I can see the prince influence, but he's like a prince uh, Oprah like talk show type character, mm-hmm. 
And he's he's pretty damn hilarious and over the top. I liked it a lot. It was funny. Um, I guess radio's the biggest thing in the world again because TV. We didn't see one TV. We saw a little bit, but I, oh, it, yeah, we did. Yeah, it, yeah. it makes sense. It, ma- it makes sense. I mean, look at podcasts right now. <laughs> I if mean, you, we're millionaires right now. Through the advent of technology, you can now listen to the internet, the radio on the internet. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, and and yeah, we're billionaires, obviously. So we get a uh, uh, super green. Oh no, oh no! Instead of giving autographs, this motherfucker picks up a paintbrush. That's how extra he is. Like I'm just a star. The fact that I touch something is okay. They had a bunch of Japanese girls for some reason, and uh, Chris Tucker was like Chris Tuckering and just popping at bitches and shit like that, uh, making them wet and faint and shit like that. And so we get the scene, you know, where they had to go to sleep, and she was like, "I am supreme element, supreme being, number one in America." <laughs> <laughs> you sleep now. Me protect you. Oh, just the montage of Chris Tucker fucking. Yeah. And so the woman orgasms and there's an explosion and the plane takes off at the same time. I see what you did. There. That was just peak, peak filmmaking right there. <laughs> and so we get to Floss in Paradise, which is Hawaii. Yeah, basically it's space Hawaii. Space space Hawaii. Uh, they actually had Hawaiian people there, and I was like, what? They didn't whitewash anything in this goddamn movie. I'm like, wow, Luke Besson, you uh There was a there was a Indian or Muslim plane uh, captain of the plane. She was like, what? Hella brown people. This movie was starring people people of color. Yeah, that just <laughs> that, you just don't see that. Shit. Um, I guess it just takes a French a French guy to do it. Americans don't understand that. And so Lilu got off the the plane and was like, like hiding, playing hiding and seek. And then like, <laughs> and then this cool scene of Bruce Willis. They was like everything's handled for him. I was like, who wins a concert? I mean, who? What, what kind of fucking contest is only for one day? It's like, hey, you can win this contest, but your vacation lasts one day. God damn it. Um, they're there to meet the diva and shit like that. And then you get this extra ass scene of how I imagine Beyonce, how she enters fucking. Uh, Enters hotels with like a f- 10, on- 10 people entourage in front of her. Somebody that talks for her. Like she doesn't even talk to people. <laughs> she talks to her person and the person talks for her because her voice is so velvet. She's like, I can't even be talking motherfuckers and shit like that. He's like, are there exactly 10 grapes in this room? He's like, and nothing else? 11 grapes? Oh, we're leaving. <laughs> it's canceled. <laughs> the whole thing. And I'm going to tell them why and you're going to lose your life. Because <laughs> the diva hive and shit. They just called her the diva. Plava Laguna. What was her name? I'm going to go with that. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, they knew. I don't know. I don't know what the diva is. I also like to see her backstory and shit like that. Because she's like 8 foot 12. Yeah. This but w- she has voice. I think it was a Japanese chick that did, did the voice. Yeah, that's why this movie is supposed to be a trilogy, but he condensed it to one movie. Yeah. And he did a fine, fine job then. It's, 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 it's fine. The movie, the movie, oh, the trilogy did it. Dope. It's not too long. It's only two hours and seven minutes. I felt it was pretty lean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, um,. So then we get the greatest, uh, was that Autotune? I don't know. Was that chick really singing that shit? Uh, yes. And it's supposed to be like a super difficult ass song to sing. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's supposed to be super impressive. That was really the first time Bruce Willis heard that. So the look on his face where he's like, oh shit. That wasn't even whack. Well, that, was, that was real astonishment. But he's also an actor. So Yes. Um, and then like. Security's bad, so they let a bunch of alien dudes on there with guns and shit like that. Again, TSA, do your fucking job. <laughs> uh, the future TSA is, is kind of lax, I guess. <laughs> it's like terrorism doesn't happen anymore. I mean, they're Mangalores. What, what's the worst they can do? Ah, you said it right. Mangalores, yeah. Um, then and after the shit happens, like, Mangalores had to go fuck up a party. 
And they can shapeshift. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. No, but while the diva's singing, Lilu's get an action scene of beating people's ass and shit like that. Oh, yeah. That's, that's also a dope intercut, like yeah. singing and, and kicking and ass at the same time. And then the crowd gets fucking lit when she starts doing that. And Lilu's like beating the dog shit out of people because she got them hand. Her hand game is amazing. Man, Julia Roberts could not have fucking done that. Bruh. Oh, they originally wanted Julia Roberts and who? And Mel Gibson for Lilu and Carbon. So imagine how much that would have sucked. Um, so everything happens. The Bravo happens, and then Gary Oldman walks in with the chopper because he's about that life and shit like that. Um, and he just takes his, uh, the stones and he starts shooting up Lilu. I don't think he knew he was shooting it. No, he didn't really. Yeah, because he he would finish the job. At this point, I realized that uh, like the main villain and the main hero like never actually meet each other. Mm-hmm. Just kind of weird. Did it in the movie? I thought that was kind of cool. Because he wasn't the main villain. The main villain was hate. Yeah, that's true. It's bigger. It's bigger than uh mm-hmm. than Zorg. Oh, it took me to like the the probably like the fifteenth time to realize that the fifth element was love. Well, it's 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 a sci-fi like romp that's trying to say some shit. Mm-hmm. I get it. Love is all we need, baby. Love will save the universe. <clears throat> so fight scene happens. Gary Oldman plans a bomb because the chop is being chopped, and then somehow like she puts stones in her body. That happened. Oh yeah. So the once the blue opera singer gets shot, she's like, "The stones are in me." And Bruce Willis is like, "What are you talking about? It's in all of us, right?" And he's like, "No, like literally in my body." Because <laughs> he elf. got the he, he was he was he was he was clean up he was quick on the uptake because I wouldn't have got it. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have either. I would have said this, I would have said that. So you mean you got shot perfectly? How are we getting the stones out of you without killing you? Well, she said that the stones are in me, and she was in the fraternal order, I guess. So she mm-hmm. had planned on dying anyway, I guess. Okay. This is, all, this is all just part of the Cause plan. Because I'd, I'd rather die than have to shit those things out. <laughs> well, she's an alien, so maybe. Hey. I don't know. I probably shouldn't get into alien anus jokes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or should you? Just drop, them, just drop them periodically during the rest of the show. Because we're going to bring it on home, all right? <laughs> uh, the great action scene, action said, where Bruce Willis has started, chopping, he's started letting the choppers chop. And he has he has a, yet another wacky adventure with like one of the main characters of the film. Mm-hmm. It's like him and Ruby just just kind of like trading barbs and getting shot at. That's cool. Like, come here, man. Come here. 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 <laughs> a lot of stuttering and shit like that. And so Bruce Willis tears up the fucking lobby and shit like that because they again they got a rocket launcher. Again, TSA. What the fuck? I'm sure I know that doesn't break down into uh, undetectable compartments and shit like that. It was, it was all plastic. <laughs> this movie made me miss Bruce Willis. Bruce be brucing, man, and I I, I really want to. I told y'all, I told y'all, Die Hard five or six, whatever it is, but as Christoph Waltz as another Gruber. So this is Becky, baby. The best diehards are have Grubers in it. One and four. I'd agree. No one and three. I'd agree to that. Maybe he's uh, retired at this point. Nah, he's just he don't want to do shit. He's like, you mean I have to get up? No, nah, I mean you can't jump over bars for your whole life. I get it. Mm-hmm. You're the other one who pointed out that you saw his rotator cuff start. Scar. Oh yeah, I just noticed that because, uh, like, I guess I'm used to seeing the movie on a small screen, but like finally seeing it on a big ass screen, I noticed that fucking Bruce Willis had to have he he had rotator cuff surgery and shit like that. It's a fat ass scar on his thing, and you know the funny because it, it had to be back in the day when you know surgery sucked. Oh yeah, because that scar is hella big. It shouldn't be that big. <laughs> we had to take your arm off and put it back on. <laughs> So yeah, I, I, and I'm saying he probably had torn rotator cuff from falling on the ground so many goddamn times. He's like, we need you to actually walk on this glass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, no, do it, do it. Somebody's beating him, eating. He's like, yeah, torture porn. Um, 
So we get to one of my favorite scenes. That's not Ron Howard, right? That's one like his. This is a Howard, right? Or the 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 dude that was a the Porter security. Anyway, so we get there and Bruce Willis does some badass shit. At like seven on the right. And it's like let me negotiate and then negotiate with a billet to the dome. <laughs> now that's what was funny when, when at times, mm-hmm. but just not as funny as some of the people who. Saw oh, they it. were laughing and shit. And I'm like, am I not funny? Like I don't know, like white people love shit. Though. It was it was the awkward kind of laugh that made you not want to laugh anymore. Like ha 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 I'm like, oh, I'm I'm uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I can see how friends made so much money because white people love a joke, <laughs> and they were like, ha. He said two. I was like, what the fuck? That wasn't funny. No, it's less than three, Vic. That's the joke. <laughs> like anytime Chris Tucker did something funny, I was cracking the fuck up. But I was like, Bruce wasn't trying to be that funny in the movie anyway. So we get on the plane. Oh wait. He did. Ma- he did make up that good English that I only speak good English and bad English joke. Mm-hmm. Oh, Bruce Willis did it. Yeah, dope. Because that's some real ass shit. Um, then the shit blows up, and they get away just in time because timing. Because you know it's a movie, <laughs> and so thinking everything's cool. You know they're learning about shit. So they lose yeah. shot up and everything. So yeah, Zorg gets blown up, and most of our heroes escape on the ship. Mm-hmm. Everything. Everything seems like it's cool. Yep. Until one, the president says there's a big ball of fire coming towards Earth. And then Lilu types in war for some reason and learns about the duality of humanity. And it really fucks her up more than bullets hurt. She was like, God, why am I saving you people? All you do is destroy people. You kill kittens and stuff like that. You drown puppies. Like, why would I save you? I'm fucking Supreme Element. You made, mean, you guys, you guys made 10 Transformers movies? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we still can't get Sam Rockwell as a better Justin Hammer and shit like that. You know what? Uh, actually, I forgot to turn the page because I was just kind of having a good time. Mm-hmm. But did you notice during the fight in like the hotel lobby, the Mangalores had one of those guns that looked like it was from American Gladiators? Oh yeah, those guns were big and wacky as well. <laughs> it just had like oh, you talking about the Nerf? Had, no shooter had, had, had like the plastic shield around. Yeah, it? Yeah, that's what I was talking about. How did they get that through security? It had two fucking rockets on it, and it's a chopper. It's a fucking machine gun. They got through the shit. Like, come on, man. So they get to. They're flying to Egypt and shit like that. And the planet, if the funny part is, if the planet would have moved a little bit faster, the whole movie's over. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, uh, we probably have plenty of time. It's fine. Yeah, it's like evil was not trying to get his evil on and everything like that. So they get to the um, the temple, and it's like, oh wait, it doesn't have a destruction manual. Use the weapon. We have to figure. We have to figure it out. It's kind of like a Nickelodeon game show at this point. Mm-hmm. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Swag. Uh, and they kind of have to put things back together. And, it, and that was the luckiest, they had the luckiest match in the world because it takes me like five matches before I finally get a proper flame. Oh, I need like 10 boxes. That's the only part <laughs> of this movie was fake. That, that one match. That, <laughs> like, I was like, no, this is fake. And it was like, what, what, not, what, nigga? Like, yes, a match that actually stays lit? No, hell no, hell no. Um, And so like, Lilu's like kind of still high from the morphine, I guess, but she's still like, "Well, I want to save you people, you know, wars, so shit." And then, <laughs> and the and the priest is like, uh, "Corbin, j- just tell her that you love her." He's like, "What?" He's like, "Bitches love when you tell them they he's love like, you, even like, if you're just trying to get the coochie." He's like, "Look, just tell her that you love her." And he's like, "I don't know, that's kind of a lot." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "I like her really much. I can see us together and everything like that. But love is everything like that." Corbin, the world's about it. He's like, "I don't know, but I don't, I don't, I don't want to commit myself and everything if the world doesn't end." He's like, "I'm not ready for a real relationship right now. All right, I just got a bad one. My wife is a bitch. She cheated on me with my best friend and everything like that, and she took my cat." So he was like, "He Corbin was like, I'm not ready to risk it all to risk it all." 
But he he finally caves. Yeah, he was like, Rel- okay, reluctantly. I like you a lot, and she was like, okay, that's all I wanted to. And then she like mouth orgasm, a beam of light. Yep. What, what, um, once a blue light saves the universe. Mm-hmm. Blue beam of light. Um, again, the fifth element was love, and I really it really took me like twelve times to watch that movie. Be like, oh, <laughs> fifth element, love. Oh, and Ruby Rod says this is my best show ever. Which is one of my favorite jokes of the movie. And then, oh, my favorite part when Dude said yes and scares the shit out of Chris Tucker. I think Chris Tucker was literally scared and shit like that because he was upset. He was like, every five minutes, something going on. And you going to scream like that, you fun of a bitch. <laughs> um, the planet stopped 62 miles from impact, and no one's going to talk about how that really kind of fucked up the world, any dude, because we're not, we're not going to talk about how gravity works. Uh, it's, it's better than the world blowing up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Hawaii's gone, but you know we're all still alive. There's tidal waves and shit run, run rapping. There's kaiju fucking shit up. We, you know, but you know the world's we're all alive, right? Yeah. And Debo goes to meet our heroes who are in sleeping chambers recharging, mm-hmm. but they're having sex. They fucking movies <laughs> and scene. Yeah. Which crazy? Um, like, damn it, I forgot my point. But yeah, I love this movie forever. It's it, it's one of those why it's my favorite movie because we we gave you guys the um the credential the credential for favorite movies is something you can watch on TBS. Oh, it is. This movie will ruin your day. <laughs> like it's on, and they're gonna cut out the cursing and no titties. Fine. Well, Avic, I'm gonna be late. Uh, <laughs> but it's on. I've almost I haven't seen it this month. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love how black this movie was, and then how people of color this movie was. It's pretty dope. And there were 90s graphics, but he knew what he was doing. He was like, all right, I'm not going to make this too graphic-y. Because the only part that really looks not dated was when they made the body. The, it, it's, the cars didn't look bad. It still looks okay. Yeah. And it's, it's, basically, it's basically an independent movie. And I think that's why it's so like uh, socially conscious, is because mm-hmm. it's not a Hollywood film. True. So he had, he had more control of what was happening. And I, hope, I hope Valerian is like that, too. Nah, but Valerian looks like this. Like, you know what you did 20 years ago? Do it again with ugly white kids. Because again, it's it's still not a Hollywood film. Like he got his own funding for that. Yeah, that movie looks like it costs hella money. Uh, I'm not sure about the budget. I'll look it up later. Because it it looks like it's all special effects. Because I was reading about how it can't, it doesn't have a lot of risk to flop mm-hmm. because uh, some sort of the way they fund their movies. Yeah, I wish they could find better white kids. But I mean, I'm I'm fine it, with may- both of them. I never said they can't act those. Maybe, maybe it's part of the problem, part of the plot that they're very ugly. <laughs> it's like it's, it's gonna be super essential you got fake Christina Ricci and that dirty ass kid that looks like he uh, just stepped out of the Hunter Games that's the kid who looks like uh, from the failed Spider-Man franchise did you see those which one you mean which the first one or the second one <laughs> the second fa- yeah. the second failed Spider-Man uh-huh. franchise you know he was a Green Goblin did you see that movie oh yeah he was he was uh, Harry yeah oh okay that was the yeah, worst. I never said he can't act Oh no, he's a good actor. It's just... And even like people shit on the Spider Man. It's not that it was bad acting. I didn't like Jamie Foxx's Silk the Shocker, but those movies were terrible. No, because the acting was bad though. We just didn't like that. We didn't like that Spider Man. You, I mean, he was okay. Mm-hmm. I, I don't blame any of the people involved, the actors involved. I don't blame uh, was that Larry O'Neill or whatever the dude that was uh, the chief Gwen Gwen Stacy's father, Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller. I think he's racist though. Is he? Yeah, I'm gonna say yes. No, uh, fine. Anyway, no, you're thinking of James Woods. 
James Woods lost his goddamn mind. I get my conservative comedians mixed up. <laughs> so he he you tell me he didn't act and shit like that. We just didn't like Peter Parker. We really just didn't like Peter Parker. He was he told jokes, but I don't know. I yeah. didn't like it. He was way too cool. Like, oh, here's your nerdy teen that is an excellent skateboarder he, and a perfect, you know, a great photographer, and he, he's a handsome kid. He was too cool, and he's also an asshole. Yes, he's like, wait, I promised your dad that I wouldn't date you anymore, <laughs> but whatever, but whatever, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and then um, even though I don't think Emma Stone is as hot as everybody makes her hot, Emma Stone can act her ass off. Can't tell me she can't act. So uh, it's like it she just, she does her like oh I'm I'm cute or whatever but I'm also awkward yeah. <laughs> and then it's like it was just too much uh, Peter Parker's backstory and I mean not Peter Parker's backstory his like parents nobody parents gets, backstory nope, nobody gives a fuck about his parents it's like okay I'll watch them die but I'm like why why they, there was a like a twenty minute scene oh we'll talk about it later let's wrap up this episode <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else before we wrap up uh, I never wrap it up I always pull out though. Shout out to Camila, Kamala Harris, Colin Kaepernick, Shannon Sharp, and Rick Fair of the Four Horsemen. Shout out to Ronnie2G, who was a musical guest for this episode. Follow us on SoundCloud. Follow him, too, on Twitter and wherever else. I'll put in the link. <laughs> Visit us at allpodcastmatter.com. Follow us on uh, Twitter, Facebook, Zanga. Two up, two down. Coming at myself, I don't need to be rude. Just another light skinned African who's the Greer company that militant attitude. You know that type, don't shoot. Couple hundred friends calling up your avenue. Say I got a right to speak like only if I got a permit on a curve so the cars roll through. My protest unseen. Sign in English, but you only speak green. Couldn't blame you though, cause money was the reason why I came on the boat. Why you shoot when the lips slip? Saying that I'm free and still on my whip. Spitting gold at your promissory notes. You probably come and stop me. Peace to God. Cause if I gang bang, can't slam, make it rain in my city. Or if you got a dollar, I can borrow a bit of more, can't get me. The things in between, if it's ring, gonna get that thought with me. You're saving pennies, gonna be sticky, could you come a long way? Or spend your trust fund on a hunk, cause it's been a long day. You're getting too much check, I respect, but I listen when I say. Saving pen is gonna be
Check our respect, but I listen when I say All my niggas wild here, don't